Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in the day? Which, by the way, is quite laughable because me and Jenny were just talking about how we don't have a spare minute, let alone hour at the moment. But we need to make time for it. We need yeah. the, we need that space to do something right. I think, or just have a moment. I, I like to think I'd go for a run. I'd do some yoga. But I think I might just sit in a chair and stare blankly <laughs> at a wall. <laughs> that's the reality isn't it you get a bit of time and you think all the things I could do but no I'll sit and watch mind-numbing television which doesn't actually serve you in any way and it would be time better spent um talking to a therapist I do therapy I'm very open about it and it's changed my entire life when you're really busy when you're trying to get your thoughts in order and organize your brain and and look after your mental health as a busy mum, it's totally impossible but when you have a conversation with uh, a trained expert therapist and they give you tools that you need it just makes it so much easier and you know what as a parent you feel looked after which is a rarity these days absolutely what you mean it's more beneficial than watching the kardashians or something jenny yeah i i'm yes that i am saying yep Uh, we know (laughs) that therapy can be quite daunting so if you are thinking of it of starting therapy give better help a try because it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient which is what we need flexible and suited to your schedule you just fill out a brief questionnaire to questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists as well in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash two new mums. That's betterhelp.com slash two, two W-O, new mums. Hi Jenny, does Bear want to come on the podcast this week and maybe just do some screams for us? Because it seems like his thing right now. I'm sure he would love to. when he screams Christian and I have tried to compete can't we there's there's absolutely no competition can you we, film that next time because yeah. <laughs> I would be for seeing that what we did was I was feeding him his lunch and I was going ee! and then Bear was going ah and I was going ee! and Bear was going ah and it was really cute and then Christian came in and went ah! and then Bear started <laughs> crying and I was like well done you ruined the game <laughs> Uh, do you know what's so weird so Eden's done a few screams and she sort of went she went through a couple of days of a stage and she seems to have forgotten about it now but I mean it was really (laughs) intense and what's so funny is before having kids if you heard a kid's baby scream like that somewhere you'd be like oh go straight through you when it's your kid funniest thing in the world yeah that's why I I shared it on our um, Instagram Tuna Mums podcast because 
I was like, should I be encouraging it? Because I find it so funny. But then we're in we were in Morrison's the other day, and I went quite quietly to his pram, and he went. And this woman shat herself in the aisle and she thought it was me because it was so loud. It is funny, but I think, I don't know that, you know, they've got, you've got to encourage them to find their voice. You don't Mm. want to be silencing them, do you? So, yeah, I read if you repeat the noises they're making, you're just confirming to them, this is great, more of that. So, yeah. And and new parents need to scream every day. So we should. Well, this is it. Yeah, let's all just scream together. That's how we get through it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, welcome to Two New Mums. Now, I did mention in last episode I was going to attempt Eden in her own bed. Yeah, um, Took a few days. So I, I, I had her in there, like, playing in there every day. I mean, it's the room that I always change her in. It's her room, so she's used to it. Anyway, so the day came. It was only a, a couple of nights ago. And I just didn't really know how to go about it. But I thought, I'm just going to... What I'm going to do is I'll feed her in here. And then I'll just put her down and I'll just see, let's see what happens. And I fed her and I popped her down and she just went to sleep. And I was like, what? Eh? Oh she, my, is this beginner's luck? Christ on a bite. And she, I was just, I was so shocked. I hadn't even set up the monitor. I still had <laughs> stuff in her cot. Like there was a big blanket in there and some other toys. I was like, well, I've got to remove those now. So I had to do that like so stealthily. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was not prepared for that. I you know thought you, you deserved that. You would do that. Thank you. Uh, do you know mm. what you're right? You're absolutely mm. bloody right. So anyway, yeah. she just went to sleep for, she did a few hours. Then she stirred. I went and settled her, went back downstairs. I watched two episodes of Happy Valley. I was oh. just, at, which is immense. I was just, I couldn't believe it. And then... And then I went to bed on my own. And I said to Kenny, you can come back in the bed. And he was like, oh, yeah. Because he's basically <laughs> is in the spare room now. And then I was like, well, actually saying, the problem is, right, he snores. And uh-huh. I knew that she'd probably, I'd probably have her back in the bed in the night. So I was like, yeah. well, let's just see how tonight goes. I went to bed and Jenny, I felt so sad and lonely. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, that adjustment is awful and then do you know what I got used to it and over Christmas we stayed a night at Christian's family and we had him in the room with us and I was like oh I love this again I love it oh it's so nice so that's totally normal totally normal okay anyway so I went to sleep and all I could think was oh I can't wait for her to wake up in the next few hours I know it'll happen can't wait (laughs) anyway (laughs) so she did and I went into the room and what I should have done is obviously feed her in there and put her back in the car and I know but I was just tired. I couldn't be bothered. I'd had a couple of... I'd had a... She'd been in there for, by this point, you know, probably five hours. So I thought, sod it. Wow. I'm going to take her in the bed, had a little feed, and she stayed in the bed, and then that was that. And then second night, didn't go down quite so easy. Took quite a bit longer <laughs> in about four attempts. And I was like, oh, I was so annoyed because I, I was like, I knew it. I knew it was beginner's oh. bloody luck. But... <laughs> I think she just wasn't as tired as the night before. I think I'd yeah. obviously got the timings bang on. Yeah. Um, and annoyingly, it took about three or four attempts. I was like, oh. Anyway, f- finally got her down. Same again. And then when it, when she woke at about, I don't know, 2 a.m. or something, I went to get her. I thought, oh, I'm going to have her in the bed again. And then I really mm. regretted it because she wasn't fun. She was, was she woke, she just woke up. I woke her up too much. Right. And... She was just annoying because she, I mean, cute, but just, nah, 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 just not crying, but just awake for yeah. about 90 minutes. And I was Gosh. like, oh, I need to not do, I, I'm going to have to get, I think the girl, because a friend of mine has said the way she did it 
is that like the baby would wake at two or whatever and basically that waking would get later and later mm-hmm. to sort of five in the morning or whatever and then I could take her in the bed that's nice isn't it but, yeah that's nice yeah but and there's, there's there is no I should have maybe I should have done you know that you know, but what do I do? So that's sort of, you know, she goes down. There's a bit of a bit of settling in between between sort of, I don't know, when she went down half eight or something. Mm-hmm. Half eight and say 11. There was a bit of, it got resettled once. But after that, when she wakes in the night, am I meant to, obviously the goal is she'd just sleep all the way through. But mm-hmm. am I meant to just feed her and put her back in that cot? Is that what you do? Did you persevere with that? When he was waking in the night, when he first went in, we would just... Um, just rock him in his bedroom. Um, oh, really? Hold, hold him. him for a little bit. We didn't feed him because it wasn't his cry wasn't like a hunger cry. No, but now here we are, remember, yeah. three months later, and sometimes he does wake at like two a.m. and it is a hunger cry. So then, yeah, we give him a bottle and then put him back down. I think it's um, again all led by them, and it's definitely not consistent. So. Yeah. Yeah, see how the night goes, I guess. Yeah, it really, really is. But you've done it. That's the hardest yeah. bit is doing it. And and now she'll hopefully get used to that and the, mm-hmm. the periods in there will just be a bit longer and longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice and it was nice that she had her own... I thought... I felt... Sa- like, it's weird. I felt nice that she's got her own room now and that's her thing. But I also felt sad that, you know, I turned the light off and usually I'd have a bit of a nightlight, but I was like, I've read that it's better if it's dark. Yeah. And that made me a bit sad. Do you leave Bear in the dark? Yeah. No, we've we've got a, a light that pulsates like a red light, you know, like we said last oh, time. Like, the, like, he's got yeah. his Amsterdam light. Okay. And that apparently helps him sleep and he sleeps really well with it. So okay. he has that. But um, well, it's really thought- funny because when you go in, you have to adjust your eyes to it. And it's really hard finding your way around his room to him. And um, just getting lit with red every three seconds. But yeah, I think... Your neighbours must be like, what is going on? I know. Um, But I think every baby's different. Again, aren't they? Some light, light, some light, pitch black. I've got a friend who's like, absolutely pitch black. Why would you put a light on? Yeah, I just feel she's so little and so young. I can't bear it. So I, I, yeah. I did turn the light off. We've got it's got quite a good dimmer light. Well, I thought it was quite a good dimmer light. It went all the way down, and then I was looking at the monitor and I was like, "Oh my god, what's it doing?" And it was obviously pulsating or having some kind of. It wasn't working well, and it was suddenly brightening up, and I was like, "What? Oh my god!" So I went and turned it off, and then when I went to bed, I felt sad about it. So I just I left the landing light on and left the door ajar. So there was a bit of like I just couldn't bear the thought of her being in a pitch black room. It felt weird. I am um, exactly the same with that. Yeah. It feels so because I would hate that. It feels so brutal to be like and darkness. I know, but I don't know if they settle better or what. I don't know. It's trial and error. But yeah, the thing is, she she did go down, and it's. It's going to be different every night, but it's oh. um, it's a bit of progress. But yeah, when I got, I oh, just that that first night, God, that was brutal. I just couldn't wait to get her back in bed. I just missed. It. It's pathetic, isn't it? But but then I was like, well, she has literally been either inside me, I mean, yep. inside me for nine months, and then yep. she's been literally side by side mm-hmm. for the last eight and a half months. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, it's but... absolutely not not pathetic. I still have sometimes I. I look at him on his monitor and I like that he has his own space and his independence in his room and he's got room to roll around and stretch and that makes me happy and he seems to really like his bed. And that's great because when you're a kid and you loved your bed, that was great, wasn't it? And this is the start of that. 
But then some nights I'll lay there and in our bedroom is me, Christian and our two dogs. And I feel sad that we're all in one room and bears down oh, the yeah. hall. I know. So it's, uh, yeah. It does and also there's a really dark part of me because her snooze pod is still in, in the bed next to me just because it's just quite handy like in the morning to pop her in while I make the bed and stuff like that. And yeah, men- mentally, I'm not ready to put it down. Um, but I... But I was just like looking at it and it was empty and it made me feel weird like where she got, I don't know, it's it's just, yeah. oh God, what's wrong with us? Get I have the monitor on the side of the bed next to me and I yeah. have to sleep facing it. Even if like my hip's gone dead or my leg's gone dead, I have to face it because I still feel like then I'm connected to him. I can't, it's yeah. a weird thing. I cannot turn my back to it. I could s- still hear him. Obviously my eyes are closed, so it doesn't matter. But I have yeah. to be facing it. It's so strange. That yeah, pull to it? them, isn't it? I know. So I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I don't know whether I do try and reset. It depends what time she wakes. Maybe I should give it a time. I don't know. Or how awake she is. If I think it's going to take a while to reset. Like, I don't know. Oh, I think gosh, what... more how emotionally stable I am at 2am <laughs> or whatever. Feel it out. I honestly think yeah. with this, yes, there are experts that will tell you there's a way to do it. But my opinion is just your gut will tell you. Because your head yeah, and you heart know. will never, ever, ever... Um, agree so your gut let that lead it yeah your mum used to be independent and now she's needy okay so if she needs a hug in the middle of the night oh god i'm afraid you're gonna have to oblige <laughs> i know sometimes i'll go for a wee and i'm like <coughs> trying to wake yeah. him so wake him up <laughs> so bad isn't it and then before we're like oh gosh please just sleep and now we're no. the assholes waking them oh <laughs> god so that's where that's where that's that's at. So um, yeah, how have you been this last week? My week's been interesting. I, I'm in a a bit now, and I'm not sure if it's hormones, but I've definitely changed slightly. And it seems to be since like over Christmas, which was a whirlwind, and the beginning of this year, where I I'm really in a, quite a bad place where I just doubt myself with everything. And I said this to Christian the other day, and it. I can't help but every night when he goes to bed, I sit and I think about everything that I've done with him and it never feels enough. And even when I'm with him in the moment, if I'm feeding him or playing with him or just sat with him while he's watching a cartoon or something, if he's just had his lunch or something, everything, I'm sat there going, this isn't good enough. This is, I'm terrible. You're awful. This isn't right. And I can't shake it. And then whenever I go somewhere with him and see people, I leave thinking, oh gosh, they think I'm an awful mum. And I don't know if it's because there's just absolutely no qualification or training for this. And I don't know if it's because I want to be so perfect and I'm a perfectionist and there's no such thing as that. I don't know why it is, but in life I've always been very confident and back myself and I've honestly never, ever, ever experienced this. And it's it's really hard to stay positive and happy when you constantly just feel like you're dropping the ball left right and center and i don't i'm sure it's probably relatable to lots of mums i don't know if it is it have you ever felt this um i think not not massively but I, only because i don't know if I've, I've i think the only thing i have felt not on that scale but i've, I've definitely had moments of you know what more should i be doing with her or um I don't know like I, don't, I feel like I've just not really had time I, I think if anything I feel like I'm giving I'm always with her and I'm mm. always and actually I've sacrificed a lot so no I think she owes me if any, <laughs> she, should, she should be thinking 
<laughs> what can I do to help her? Um, not on that scale, but I think at this age, maybe it is not just, not really just hormonally, but I think because they're becoming more aware and more little, like little humans, I feel definitely like a sort of more responsibility. You know, should I be teaching her different Mm. things or whatever and I actually felt better after we'd had um your friend on because yeah Sarah Jane yeah uh I don't know I felt better after that knowing that actually she's learning all the time and yeah whatever you know you're doing a good job that kind of thing you know that made me feel better so but I'm sure it's yeah I think it is very common you know I'm I'm sort of thinking about I'm going to be potentially going into do even and I'm back at work doing some shifts, but I'm doing some other stuff potentially in the next few months and ner- looking at nursery and things like that. And it doesn't feel it feels I don't like the idea of it, you know. And you do mm-hmm. feel this massive pull. Um, yeah. So I think it's very normal, but I think a lot of the, I don't know why you're suddenly doubting yourself so much when you are, you know, you're always with him. You're you're doing everything you should be doing. So I don't know where that doubts come from maybe that is a hormonal thing because that sounds more like something you're not you're doing everything so and it's like you i I get instant gratification because i'll do things and see him smile and i feed him and see him grow and i like teach him things and see him pick up things and all that stuff so it's just so it's so strange and so I went for a walk with my friend the other day she has um, a son who's same age as bear and eden exactly the same age and she um just we were doing something and I was settling bear and she just said to me oh you're a great mum and I I was just I needed to hear that and I suddenly thought oh god that's really important to say to people like if you know someone who's a new parent make sure you tell them that they're doing Mm. a good job because every single day you're breaking your back and you're and the person you're doing it for can't say thank you and can't say you're great. Like in a normal situation, if you worked with somebody, they could turn around and say to you, you're you're brilliant. Thank you for helping me with that. Your baby can't do that. And maybe that's part of it. So I think it's so important to acknowledge uh, if you know parents to young kids to acknowledge what they're doing and say, like literally a pat on the back. It, yeah. it just feels really nice. And, and that, that helped me so much. And plus we were on this really beautiful walk and I was getting fresh air and stuff. And I just suddenly went... Oh, I am. I am. I am. (laughs) But I think it's very hard and you can lose yourself in it. You really can. And I think it's the weight of it is so heavy too. Like you say, they're getting to a point now where you're starting to see real personalities and Mm. realizing this is a real human being. And I I think the weight of it, I find extremely overwhelming. Yeah. And, and I get that. And I sometimes feel that. And I just think, gosh, she's picking up everything. And you know, (laughs) I, I always thought, oh, little babies, it doesn't matter. They don't don't have an impact and they do but you know what and this is so cheesy but people have told me this again and again and again the absolute you know the most important thing and the that they need is and and to feel and see is love and Mm. comfort and that is what you do in abundance and as long Mm. as you're doing that you're doing it all right you know and also I think some great advice I think it might have been on this podcast um uh, I can't remember who said it but the fact that you're even questioning the fact of whether you're doing a good job as a mum means you are a good mum. You know, the yeah. fact that that is in your consciousness and that you are thinking about it like that, that makes you, that you're doing the right thing. You're doing a good job because you are yeah. aware and you are, you know, and that's your focus. And you are, you're doing an amazing job. And it is, you're right. People don't say it because they don't realise they need to or, but um, 
I've had a couple of mum friends who've said that before. You know, when I've been questioning stuff, and it is so yeah. lovely to hear. And it, it yeah. you know, and it sounds like yeah, maybe you need a bit of that, or maybe there's something you're. That I, I think it sounds like something. Yeah, I, something you need to address for you. But you're yeah. absolutely. You shouldn't be doubting yourself. Thank you. And do you know another thing that I've definitely noticed, which I think has affected me, is um, I think dads dads get told they're a great dad just for being seen with the baby sometimes. You know, like Christian will come back from the supermarket and he's like, oh, oh God, the, the, so the people dream. on the tills make such a big fuss of me and Bear at the checkout. And I'm like, really? And he's like, do they not with... Because he thinks it's Bear because obviously we think Bear's so gorgeous. So he's like, do they not with you? And I'm like, no, Christian, this doesn't really happen with mums as much. And... I, even with like my own family, they'll say, oh, you're so great. Just because he's doing the bare minimum. Well, he's not. He's oh doing more God. than the bare minimum. But I feel like um, because it's so assumed that we're going to do all that. When when they see the dad do it, I'm not saying yeah. dads, there's not great dads. There are. There's amazing dads. Christian is one of them. Kenny is one of them. Um, but it it just but feels get... so outweighed it feels so, so unfair do you know what i didn't even realize this Jenny, until you just said that the amount of people who've said and like family and stuff like over christmas god kenny's a great dad isn't he some, <laughs> it's like well he, he just does what i do yes actually actually a lot less because let's be honest i do it you know 80 percent of the day and um, and yeah he is great and he's lovely with her and he bakes the food and yeah he'll give her a breath and all. but i think because you know and i get it my mum will say it and she's like oh kenny's really good isn't it and it, look it's a different it's a generational thing because back yep. in her day my dad wouldn't have done th- the stuff that our dad that the boys do now it's different and mm-hmm. but yeah like they don't need that much praise calm down like yeah. they are just doing what they are also supposed to do but I think this is it and you know you want as much equality as possible of course you do but the reality is it does always come back to the mum and no matter how Mm -hmm. hard you try it's different and I think the way there's something in us that is complete you know the way Kenny was like why you know when I said oh I just want Eden in bed with me he's like no give you let you have a good sleep or whatever he doesn't get it and I'm like no but there's something built in me I need it next to me and even though you know we had a bad night teething the other night and I went and woke him up and I said I need a break I can't cope like I've not had any sleep I can't stay awake and he went right yeah you go in there and have a sleep did I sleep of course I fucking didn't I was lying there wide awake listening to her just checking you know and they were fine but for a over an hour, I said, oh, I just need an hour or two. I was mm-hmm. just lying there wide awake. I couldn't even go to sleep because we are we are different. And it's, so true. Biolo- it's a biological fact, unfortunately. But you're right. You don't need to <laughs> make them feel like heroes just for carrying a baby. And, I know. You know, and it's, you know it's, it's also, you know, when you were pregnant, I don't know if you got this, but when I was pregnant, so many people said, because it's true, but so many people said to Christian, you are going to be a great dad. You were made to be a dad. I didn't get any of that. And that's because my journey as a parent had already started because I'm already carrying the child and watching what I eat and being doing all that that you have to do when you're pregnant. So our journey has already started, but no one's yeah. going to us. You're, you're brilliant. You're great. But they are saying to the dad, you're going to be brilliant. You're going to be great. It's just so, um, it's so tilted, isn't it? It's so tipped in the man's favour. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it's, it's awful. It shouldn't be like that. Mm. Remember the mums. Just remember the mums. Remember They're the, the ones mums. doing most of the graft. 
<laughs> the ones that are pregnant. The ones that are pregnant. Give them a pat on the back. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to bear that in mind. Such a good point. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So the friend that I met up with that I was talking about earlier on this week, we went for a walk. Um, We were talking about this and and just the heaviness of it all and um, how things can sometimes feel a little unfair. And she um, she says, but you know what I did the other day? I just thought I really needed to treat myself. So she... Wrong. She she said to her partner, I, I need just an evening when you can have the baby. And he was like, yep, great, sorted. And so she just rung a, a spa, one of the best in the country easily, and just said, do you have any space tomorrow night for like the Twilight Spa? And they said, yes. And Amy, she went to a spa on her own and just sat and had a glass of Prosecco, every, a, a treatment, Every room in the pool, all all by herself, didn't have to make a conversation with anyone, didn't have to mm. think, didn't have to consider everything. And I just thought, gosh, I would never think to do that alone. But actually, when now we are attached to something 24-7, the thought of just being alone like that at a spa would be heaven. I'd love well- that. That is amazing. And do you know what? That has inspired me because I've been debating something. So I went before Christmas, Kenny went, what do you want for Christmas? And I went, I don't mean to sound like a real mum, but I would just like a break. <laughs> but I would, <laughs> but I was like, but but no, but to do something, I was like, I would like a bit, basically that, a bit of a spa break. And he went, okay. So for Christmas, he got me um, a 90 minute treatment. It's a place that we go to quite a lot. And it's... Um, yeah, and he was like, I booked it in for this day, at this midday, so I can't wait. Now, where it is, it is about an hour away. And I said, well, okay, so I said, do you and Eden want to come? And then you can obviously sit with Eden while I go in there. And he was like, well, no, I thought you'd just go on your own and have <gasps> wow. a date. Like, have uh, that's what I, pl- you know, planned. And I was like, oh. And I've been debating ever since. Do I just go on my own mm-hmm. and have like a half day to myself? I'd sort of go you know, in the morning and then come back at about four or something like that? Or do I take them all and then go in for my treatment and see them afterwards? And I am really debating it because um, I feel like, oh, I'll miss them or I'll feel weird driving an hour away. But now you've said that. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm going to go on my own because I think you're right. Because the problem is when you're there and they're there, I will be thinking... I'll be rushing. I will yeah, be, I'll be like, I need, to, I need to get out and just check they're all right. Whereas if they're at home mm-hmm. and they're an hour away, <laughs> um, I can you have my treatment, time. take my sweet time, get yeah. coffee, have a bit of lunch on my own. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So that has quite inspired me. But this is yeah. it. And do you know what's weird? I'm sure Christian, Christian would do the exact same for you. Kenny said to me so many times, if you want to go to the gym, you want to go to Pilates, you want to do all this stuff that you talk about. Because I'm like, oh, I don't go to the gym. 
just do it. Like you just have yeah. to tell me. And I, and I, but I think I'm always like, oh, I just, you know, I don't know why. I'm just a bit like, oh, bit of a martyr. I, I'll be like, oh no, I, I just won't bother. I think that's what it is. I think it's it's so easy to just stick in our routine because our routine's safe. We're in control. Yeah. We know what we do with them. We worry about them so much that that is just that feels like the easiest thing to do and actually to take yourself out of that voluntarily not because someone's invited you to something and you feel like you've got to go to voluntarily think create something to do to take yourself away from them feels impossible so I needed my friend to say that yeah, it almost feels harder work than doing it, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can even be bothered to put myself through it and I'll be worried about it. Whereas I think you're right. We should, you know, do you remember I did it when Eden was about, for the first time, I don't know, about, she was about five months or something, five months. I was like, that's amazing. I went to a class, an exercise class, and I felt great. And then I just mm-hmm. didn't do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why. You just sort of forget, don't you? But you're right. You're like, oh, no, it's just too much. But that's inspired me. I'm going to... Yeah, take the time. Yeah, do it it properly. I think do it. It Um, inspired me so much. I just thought, thank you, thank you, (laughs) because yes, I will. Sometimes you just have to hear that someone else did it, and then you go, right, okay, yep, doing it. Yeah, no, I like that. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. Um, I, I do need, (laughs) I do think I need the break after. Um, I had a bit of a dramatic incident last week, which in hindsight I do feel. Not embarrassed to talk about it. I'm going to be honest about it. Well, there was a bit of embarrassment, but um, so we had a bit of a choking episode, right? I need to not play this down because actually, at the time, it was absolutely horrific. Um, yeah, she wasn't eating. It wasn't when she was having dinner or lunch or anything. She was just sat on the floor, on the rug in front of me, and she had some of her toys, and they were all big toys, nothing chokeable at all. And she suddenly just started... It was actually less of it. It was like a wheezy... It was like she couldn't breathe. She was oh going... God. <gasps> oh, God. It was that. And it, her face looked panicked. And I don't know about you. I've never seen her face look panicked. It was like... <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. What, are you, what is going on? So I picked her up. And she really looked like she couldn't breathe. And she was going... <gasps> like that. Oh, no, Amy. And I felt... I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's choking. She's choking. Yeah. So yeah. I literally... I was like, and I, you know, when you think you'll be calm, you'll remember everything. No, not at all. I wasn't remotely calm. My legs no. started physically shaking, yeah, which I've never experienced an actual, like my body physically shaking like that in a panic. Yeah. I, so I bent, I sort of bent her over my leg a bit and tried to do the thing. I remembered you got to hit their back. And you know, when you think, oh, I'll be all right with that. I wasn't all right with that. I couldn't do it hard because it was scaring me. Like yeah. I just thought I don't want to hurt her. And I was yeah. banging her back and it got to a point after, I don't know, it felt like minutes, but it obviously wasn't. It was would have been seconds, but it wasn't, nothing was working. I dangled her upside down. I was trying to get my finger in my mouth, her mouth. And in the meantime, she's doing this like <gasps> noise. Oh my gosh. And I was, and I just was started screaming a little bit. I was yes. on my own, by the way. Oh my so, gosh. I just thought, I don't know what to do. So I just picked up my phone. I just thought, fuck it. And I called 999 and I was like, my baby's choking. And I, I'm yep. not joking, Jenny. I thought, I'm going to lose her. I'm going to lose her. Amy. I was absolutely I was just dreadful. And then suddenly she started going bright red and like going, and sort of, it was like something was stuck and it was trying to cut. Anyway. Okay. And when I was on the phone to them, they were like, is she making a noise? Because that's actually positive. And I was like, yes, now it looks like she's really, she's going red as well, which they, it's like she's gagging on something or something. Right. Anyway, eventually it sort of calmed down and she she still didn't look a bit weird. And 
I said, look, she seems a bit better. That stopped and she seems to be able to breathe, but I don't know what something, there's something bothering. And they were like, look, we've sent an ambulance. They've got to come now anyway. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was about, it was only about four minutes, but two ambulances turned up up with with full on blue lights. Amazing. It is amazing, but I felt like a bit mortified because... No. um, I just felt embarrassed because, you know, she suddenly seemed... She wasn't okay. She wasn't like laughing or anything. She was was just a bit... I think she was a bit shocked as I probably was. And they turned up and the commotion made her cry and stuff. And they were like, that's actually good. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? I said, I'm really sorry because it was a bit of a choking incident and I think she's okay now. But I said, I, do, I am glad you're here because can you check her airways and stuff like that? So obviously they did all the checks. Yeah. They have to go through everything, but it was absolutely like horrendous. And oh. I don't know, I still don't know what it was. My, uh, what I actually think it might be was we'd, I'd just taken the Christmas tree out that day and we had a real tree and she kept trying to go for the pine needles and put them in her mouth. It's the only thing I can suspect that she yeah. found one in the rug somewhere and maybe that had got stuck in her throat. Either that or like a lot of Peggy's toys are like pulled apart and there's always the little stuffing. I don't yeah. know. Bit of fluff. They said it could have been her own phlegm and they're just not used to it. Oh my but gosh. She, I know, but she didn't have a cold or anything. So I don't know right. where that would have, but it could have, you know, we get phlegm without having a cold, don't yeah, we? So, yeah, yeah. And I just said, I'm really sorry because I'm so, in, I am embarrassed that you've come out. No. And they went, look, they went, no, look, you did the right thing. They said, the reality is if you called 111 because of her age anyway, they would have sent us anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, when I said to Kenny afterwards, I was like, I feel a bit embarrassed. Like, did I overreact? And he was like, no, because look, nope. what's the alter- what was the alternative? Say, look, she was fine before they got there, mm-hmm. but say she hadn't have been and you hadn't have called them and mm-hmm. it went the other way. Do you want that situation? So it's just, you feel like a plonker and I felt really like <laughs> embarrassed, but... Um, no just for them to check her over made me feel better um, but, Amy you did oh. ev- everything right you did everything right and considering how scary that must have been that is every parent has that thought and hopes that never happens that sounds terrifying you did everything right when we did our CPR course they said phone even when you've started CPR which might be successful if there's another one of you or or you can at the same time phone 999 as well because you ha- yeah. like you can't take any risks you can't always have your phone near you if you're feeding yeah. them and stuff like that yeah. um you did everything right oh my gosh do not it, 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 you just cannot be too sure with that well that's... i guess that's it and do you know what and this is a bit weird but so we've got a camera in our lounge for when um Pe- originally we got it when we had Peggy to watch her when yeah. we went out and so it picks everything up and you can watch it back so I thought I'm going to watch it back because I want to see if I did overreact and then I Ooh. heard that her noise she made and I don't I, I don't think I, di- I didn't like, well it scared me list- watching it back and then you saw my reaction which was not calm at all but that's um, just given me that's given me chills Amy that's yeah it's really horrible um it's just um yeah, it's the noise. It was just the noise. I was like, she can't breathe. There's something wrong. Something's restricting her breathing. And that's, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. you can't do something about it, I'm going to call someone who can. And yeah, well, that's it was. What, that's literally yeah. what the ambulance service is there for. And the I fact know. that they, they got, what did you say? Four minutes, two got to you in four minutes. They that's said fantastic. to me it was going to be seven minutes, but I think it was, it felt shorter than that. It felt a lot shorter than that. Well, that's um, reassuring to know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, and then they have to go through all sorts of checks. And then I feel really bad. They have so much admin to do. And then, yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, but they were so lovely. And Amazing. Um, yeah, why well, take the, you can't take the risk. And they said to me, even if in half an hour you feel like she's not quite the same or whatever, don't call your GP, just call 999. We'll just wow. send someone back. They were like, just don't, it, because when it's a baby, it's the highest priority. And because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're dealing with and you don't have much time, do you? You know, and you don't, and I don't know, how to, I don't ever want to have to give CPR to my baby. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to have to deal with, you know, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I know that's really dark, but I just, I wasn't even going to share it, but I just thought, you know what? It's going to, they said to me, it's going to happen because she's at that age now. Yep. That's it. That's right. it. It's it's one of those things, isn't it? So you have yeah. to. I, and I think if that happened to me, I'd do exactly what you did. And I think yeah. every parent would. So you did the right thing. It's like when you're pregnant um, and they you just can't take it. You've you probably, I definitely had forgotten about pregnancy and stuff like that. But a friend of mine is pregnant now and she's what would she be seven months and she went in the other day to the hospital with restricted movement do you remember all that when you're pregnant oh my god and she said when yeah yeah, she said when she got there um the baby started moving again thank goodness and she felt a bit silly for going yeah 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 and she felt silly for going in but all the midwives were like absolutely not you can't take any chances yeah, what's the alternative is you leave it, you go, oh, no, I'm overreacting. And then, God forbid, you you know, it, it is the case, you know. Yeah. I think yeah, we should then, always overreact. I think over yeah. re- an overreaction is is fine when it comes to your child. And the reality is, is they don't treat you like you're an idiot. They don't, they're not cross with you. They don't treat you like you're an idiot. Um, no. You know, it's it's all right when sometimes, you know, if I'm, if I'm ill, I'm like, oh, I don't want to you know bother the doctor it's a very british thing or no i'm i don't i'm but now i'm just like oh just sod it like it's yeah i'm not taking any chances with her you know no. it's no. why would you so yeah so well done good old nhs they were very good about it good old nhs good old nhs blimey so but um i didn't want to end i didn't want to end on that <laughs> low it's not a low because it ended well didn't it but yeah. um I I don't know I had today I had this thing this I don't know I suddenly realized I think I think a bit differently now I'm a mum I mean obviously do with a lot of things but Kenny sent me this link to like a camper van we've always wanted a VW camper van of course he doesn't yeah he's like oh I think we should I think we should get it and often he sends things like you know you share things don't you and you're like and now I just think yeah no fuck it we should I mean I don't know if we're gonna do that but you know like things before you'd be like oh I don't know maybe in 10 years and suddenly I'm like no I I think I need to do stuff now and because I want because their memory you know I know there's the whole what's the whole uh, creating memes on Instagram but you do think well I want her to grow (laughs) up with things and even if I have to take out this isn't responsible even if I have to take out a loan or whatever it is you know those things that you're like I'm just not going to do it now I kind of think I just need I don't know just want to sort of seize the moment and I've got, you know, if you've got money invested in, you know, I've got a house that I rent out, for example, and I, I kind of think, why don't, why am I doing that? Just as, mm. I don't know, I just think a bit differently, a bit like, I no, I want to just sell that and take her on holidays or do these things. It's probably not very sensible, actually, but I'm just no, having I- a bit of a fuck it moments, like I just need to be doing things and... I think it's because these these babies teach you to live in the present, in the moment, because that's yes. you have to. You really have to. Um, and so 
I can completely understand that. And I think it's also easier to throw yourself into things and make decisions like that if it's on behalf of somebody else. Because like you say, it's for them and they'll have memories and experiences and all that. I completely agree. We were actually looking at... Um, one of our neighbours had this, they rented like a like an RV kind of thing, a bit like a camper van, but bigger. And I said to Christian, we should just buy one mm. and and just like go up to Scotland and we could, we work remotely. We could just remote, work remotely from there for a bit and drive around and do what we want. And he's like, all right, when did you get so <laughs> spontaneous? And I'm like, I don't know. I want to do it do for Do you bear. think though? Yeah, but do you think though, like the reality, because Kenny, when he first said it, I was like, yeah, or... He said, we could just get in the car, we could just get in that van and we could just go and stay anywhere. And I went, yeah, but you know, we could do that now and just like get a hotel. <laughs> and he was like, with yeah, running water. But yeah, but that does cost a lot of money. And he's got a point. Like, do we, but the thing is with a little baby, do I want to be in a camper van? I don't know, but the idea, but you get, you get what I mean. Mm. I, I and don't the, know. Yeah, it, and it's sort you of can more have your it, dog in there. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've, I I always thought having a baby, I'd get more sensible. Like, oh, I've got to have pensions in place, and I've got to, I don't know, be a bit more careful. Whereas actually, I find myself being a bit more like throw caution to the wind, and I don't know. It's Maybe either that's... that it's one of two options. It's either that we are really living in the moment and doing it all for the kids, or having a midlife crisis and a mental yeah, breakdown. That's a good point. <laughs> I did just turn forty. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh god please go and get carpe diem tattooed on you oh <laughs> that is happening yeah that is what it is isn't it it's nothing to do with my kid it's a bloody midlife crisis <laughs> that or the fact that when you have a kid you're like aware of your own mortality oh i said i wasn't oh, gonna end gosh. this on a i well amy i just had a fringe cut in and i was like is it because i'm fun or am i having a breakdown which one is it I've got a fringe. I said I would never do that again. And here we are. I like with it. With bangs. It looks good. Are you covering it up with a hat right now? But I yeah, like Yeah, because thing. now my hair takes 20 minutes longer every day. Oh, didn't and I didn't good. have 20 minutes at the beginning because I've got a child. Yeah. And then I got a fringe. Why have I done it? But yeah, this is what's happening. I it think was... what we've boiled this down to is that actually, whatever decisions you make, you can just use your child as an excuse. Yeah. Whether So then yeah. if it goes tits up, it's like, well, I did it for Aiden. Yeah, it was, gosh, just being a great parent. I would end up getting that camper van, spending a load of money, driving down to Devon and then going, oh, this is a nightmare. Let's get a hotel. <laughs> and we'd just drive everywhere in the camper van, which would take twice as long because it's really slow. And then we'd still have to pay for hotels. So, right, I've talked myself like, out of that. When I found out, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but when I found out I was pregnant, we were like, woo, let's go and do something. So we went camping in a tent. Oh. I remember in a this. shitty field next to a river, so it was freezing cold. I couldn't drink. That's the only thing that gets me through camping. So I had non-alcoholic wine that tasted like feet. Uh, Christian tried to make um, a curry in his little burner stove, which was the most disgusting thing. The dogs were unhappy. And we had we were in bed at like eight o'clock on this blow-up mattress and I had horrible morning sickness. And we were like, why have we done this? Why yeah. did Let's go back to the idea. Spa break on your own. That's the yeah. answer. Every, that's the answer to everything. Every time. Just quickly, I just had a news flash from BBC News saying only call 999 if you really have to. <laughs> I mean, it is to do with the ambulance strikes. So, oh. um, 
Yeah, and that's for strikes tomorrow. So I think I was all right for last week, but um, yeah, I just felt I just felt like I just felt like that was judging me a little bit. That news update, but, gosh. You know. And I, I haven't had that news update, so that's funny. Have you not? No. Oh, I knew it. They targeted <laughs> me. They must have my number saved. They're like this bloody time waster. We sent two for her. Christ. <laughs> 